An ongoing game with over 100 episodes, The Longshot takes place in the Psy Fantasy universe of Numenera. This is the first episode of the series, and is a great place to start to see the slow transformation of the party, from random strangers to full-on adventuring party. Hi, this is Angela, and this month we'd like to thank these Patreon donors. Rochelle Jackson, Jamis Enright, Sam, Joseph J. Santi, M. Neville, and Ken Doyle. One billion years in the future, the Earth is a truly unfamiliar place. A hodgepodge of strange creatures, bizarre devices, and relics of past civilizations. It is a beautiful and cruel world in equal measure. In this land of wonders, four people will begin a journey that, by its end, may shake the planet to the very core. Of course, they will have to survive that journey first. Whose ass are you smacking, David? I uh, was reaching out for cosmic ass. Actually. Okay. Yeah, it was... Bring it down low. Okay. Bring it down low. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fanable.com role-playing podcast. And today, we are playing a campaign oh, of what? Numenera in our Fanable long shot. Oh, yes. Do go on. I didn't agree to this. Okay. <laughs> and by go on, I mean for at least three arcs. <laughs> That's the dream. It may all burn in fire. We'll see. Yeah, it's called a long shot for a reason. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Now, for those who don't know, Numenera is a game on Earth that takes place one billion years in the future. And in that time, eight mighty civilizations have come and gone. Some of these civilizations have the capability of manipulating reality. Some of them have vast interstellar empires. Some of them can cross dimensions. They're all now gone for various reasons. No one really knows. We are now in the Ninth Age. The age of what's left, some people would say. (laughs) The age of junkyards. (laughs) (laughs) Where the people left over look through the Numenera, as that's what it's called, the leftovers of these past civilizations, as magic for most of them. Weird things that just work in strange and fascinating ways. And we can present to you four different characters in this campaign, in this wonderful world. Starting from, uh, who wants to go first? I'm going to let you choose this time, because I'm a kind god. Uh, Daniel. Daniel Dan- goes first. Dan- no, I don't. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the sound of audio of him standing up and walking out. <laughs> Slam. Yeah, all right. Uh, let's see here. So, hey, guys. This is Dan, and I'm playing uh, Cohen, K-O-E-N. Uh, he is a weird nano who howls at the moon. Uh, he comes from, uh, what's the name of the village again? I forget. Uh, oh, uh, Harrow. Harrow and, and Little Harrow, or Hidden Harrow. R- yeah. No. Hidden Harrow. Oh, Rar- 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 yes. I just pulled Rar- up our thread. That's Thank God. Rar- <laughs> it's, 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 uh, founded by, by a great Dane. Werewolves Raro. Um, so, uh, Raro is a, uh, a town with a bit of a secret. Uh, there is somewhere in the middle of it, there is a, uh, hidden, uh, portal leading to hidden Raro, which is another smaller town in some sort of <coughs> separate dimension, uh, where nobody goes in and nobody goes out except through that portal because outside of hidden Raro, there is nothing but Death and and disappearance and and a beast of some kind, a monster, uh, a creature, um, 
Except for this one time when one person came into Hidden Raro from the outside uh, and uh, stumbled into town and uh, I don't know, begged for a place to stay, uh, which was fine. The people of Hidden Raro took him in and uh, they did not regret it at all for about a day <clears throat> until uh, night fell and he ended up turning into a hideous beast of blood and rage. Uh, as and sort do. of, yeah, as one does, <laughs> a, a, sort of, a, a smaller version, if you will, of the of the monster of Hidden Raro. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has very little control over these changes at the moment. Uh, the people of Hidden Raro were understandably upset <laughs> <laughs> at the uh, murders and killings happening five nights a month. And so uh, they very kindly asked him to leave, uh, speaking in the universal language of guns and swords. And so uh, he uh, has uh, headed out in hopes of understanding his condition and uh, and trying to find uh, some kind of cure or at least control. And uh, as he goes, uh, he, he uh, explores his connection to all the strangeness that he came from. Question, sir. Go on. Does he remember anything on the outside of the wall? No. He doesn't remember anything from where he came from. He just remembers <clears throat> stumbling in and, and that's about it. What is his favorite color? I'm going to go Eternity. with... Eternity. Uh, uh, sort of an ochre yellow. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was blue. <laughs> cool. Um, <coughs> hey, everybody, this is Dave. Should I just read the background of Sentry or just summarize? Up to you. I'll, I guess I'll summarize. Okay. Um, <clears throat> hey, everyone, this is Dave. Uh, I am playing Valentine Dagos, who is a clever jack who focuses mind over matter, which effectively means that I'm playing a telekinetic again. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if it ain't broke. Uh, Valentine grew up uh, one of a couple of children uh, in a farming village in the city of Glavis. Glavis is a uh, Glavis is technically a city of twenty thousand people, but it's three towns all interconnected. And he grew up in the farming uh, area. Uh, he uh, didn't want to. He didn't want to be a farmer all his life, but he didn't know how to get out until he caught the eye of a jeweler in town, and the jeweler took him on as an apprentice and sent the family his his pay. Uh, uh, Valentine worked very hard as this jeweler, but felt like there was something else that he could be doing. So one night during a horrific storm that befell the city. Uh, Valentine took the advantage, grabbed some jewels that he thought he was owed, and then hopped out and went off to find his way in the world. Next day, jewels are fake, his job is gone, and he's in the middle of the city with no prospects. He fast-talks his way onto a ship uh, by the foreman and gets a job as a uh, sailor, eventually racing to the rank of <clears throat> bosun, which is somebody who takes care of a ship's cargo. Uh, he liked being a sailor for about, you know, a couple of years, but eventually felt like there was something else he could be doing out there. So he, uh, left a heartfelt letter to his second in command, his subordinate, claiming that he had had some sort of vision concerning the, the, uh, twin deities of, of the city of Glavis and that they were going to befall some sort of horrible, tragic storm on them if he did not sacrifice himself. So he said that that's exactly what I'm going to do. And he grabbed his shit. And he took one of the uh, he took one of the cannonballs and threw it off the edge, and then slipped away while people were wondering what that sound was. Uh, and then back in the city, he needed something to do, so he went up to uh, the northern hill where some of the wealthier set live, and he became a uh, tailor. And he actually opened up a small shop, and tailoring was good work. But 
uh, again, eventually he felt like there's something else he could be doing. And so he closed up shop, tossed the keys to somebody for a song and a dance, bought a ticket for a caravan out of town, and is eager to find his way in the world. Okay. <clears throat> nice. Uh, this, is, uh, this is Angela. I'm playing Miral, uh, who is from a clan of nomads that are still unnamed. I'll come up with a name for them. Okay. Uh, and she is an inquisitive jack who explores dark places. Now, Morale's uh, clan, her, her tribe of nomads, um, they recognize that the Numenera, that this world is filled with amazing artifacts just waiting to be discovered by right-minded people. So her clan's uh, goal is to, uh, is to uh, explore, and they're always seeking out new pieces of the Numenera, new pieces of knowledge, so they're always, uh, they've always been on the move. Occasionally, people will decide to settle in various cities around the world. Uh, maybe they're ill, old. Uh, sometimes you just you find something that's really cool and it needs more study than the the clan as a whole can dedicate to it. So you might stay there to study it more. Um, but for the most part, the clan stays together. And at the time where uh, uh, Miral was living with them, there's probably about forty to to sixty people that were uh, in this clan at any given time. Uh, so one day, while uh, Miral and her people were observing a new find, uh, everyone vanished, except for Miral. Uh, she was uh, examining what she she knew it was some sort of, of uh, a, a device used for transportation. So she believes that what happened was she activated this artifact in some way, and it teleported her entire tribe she hopes <laughs> directly to the other side of the earth. She also hopes that the other side of the earth is land and not the middle of the ocean. <laughs> just <laughs> fucking vortex, people falling into the ocean. The shark's just like, this is great. It's like a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> they come to me. Awesome. Oh, finally. I've been waiting forever for this. <laughs> so Miral is now on a journey to the other side of the world where she hopes to be reunited with her clan. Interesting. Awesome. Hey everybody, I'm playing, uh, this is Billy, and I'm playing uh, Varric and Vekis, and we are, uh, word, I didn't even write this shit down, we are a driven glaive who exists in two places at once. And uh, Varric and Vekis, uh, they grew up, I believe, in the same city almost as David, uh, the Glavis, Glavis, uh, where they worship the twin deities. Uh, in Glavis, there are... Uh, uh, it's not a large order of monks, but there are a group of priests who... They're not so good at the talky-talky or intellectuals, but they're really good at punching things. So uh, Vekis and uh, <clears throat> Varric uh, was raised by one of these priests pretty much uh, when they were found as like pretty much street orphans and taught how to fight. And when it came to their last uh, journey to enlightenment to become fully a member of this order, uh, they were asked to go out and find something of importance that, that the siblings would want. And they actually were able to figure out uh, a place where a, a hidden temple was. Uh, inside this hidden temple, they found an orb, and uh, Vekis grabbed it. Nothing really happened. And as he was handing it to Varric, uh, the globe suddenly uh, glue, uh, began to glow, uh, and they both got sucked into the globe, and then one of them fell out. Varric. And then there's Vekis as well. Varric claims Vekis is in his head, but people think he's just having a, a reaction to losing his brother. But Vekis hears, uh, I mean, Varric hears Vekis all the time. 
Um, he's not crazy. Stop. I'm not crazy, guys. Um, serious. I, I told him I'm not crazy. Well, I know that makes me sound I'm like I'm not crazy. Okay. Anyways, Vecca, seriously, shut up. I'm trying to talk. Anyways, <clears throat> Varric has, uh, has left the order because no one believes that they, uh, they, they don't believe him. And he's going to find a way to, to get his brother out of his head. I said that. No, I don't need to say that part. We're not talking about this. Stop it. Stop it. No, stop. 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 I hate that song. Stop saying that. <laughs> I'm fine. So, uh, anyways, I grabbed a, uh, I, I got a ticket and I'm traveling in this caravan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Shut up. Shut up. Mom, Vegas is in my mind. <laughs> yeah. I will turn this caravan around, young man. <laughs> so, all of you. Through various means, have are traveling onto a caravan <laughs> on the Casparin Road. The Casparin Road travels straight to the city of Casparin, and Casparin is where basically the major dock city of Asian, which is the country you're currently in. The reason all of you are going to Casparin, well, you have your own personal reasons, but what you've heard is that in the nation of Navarine, the queen there is off to do an expedition into the upper wastes. And where the upwaste in war is, there's a chance for adventure, new knowledge, perhaps cure for various maladies like insanity or a brother inside your head, whichever is true. <clears throat> Things of that nature. Now, the, the caravan actually has a name. It's called the Zemeth Caravan because it's head, headed by a man named Zemeth. Clever. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a clever one. This is my ox Zemeth and my, <laughs> my firstborn Zemeth and Zemeth too. Oh, Zemeth too. Now, the caravan holds spelling. Is, Sorry. Z E M O T H. Okay. Now, uh, everyone in the caravan is, uh, is going through either walking along or with their own personal carts made of some, some made of woods, others made of various materials, usually carried by some sort of weird animal, some sort of oxen-like creatures. Zemeth himself uh, actually has some sort of like rav uh, device to carry his items, but it doesn't move, so it's actually pulled by a creature, which looks like sort of like a scaly, six-legged creature, but with horns that look like trumpets. Just dragging, dragging it along. But then he's, of course, at the head of the pack. Because it's his caravan, and he pays top dollar for this. And as you're all traveling, all of you in in different parts of the caravan. Uh, Cohen. Cohen, you are surprisingly being strapped down. With two other people, a man and woman, looking at you really, so are you sure you want us to do this? Uh, oh, oh, yes, yes, I'm very sure. Very, very sure. Make those tight, really, as tight as you can. I, I just don't understand. Just, Why? Just make sure, look, it's just very important. Tie me down, and just nobody comes near this cart. Okay, yeah, so Cohen, you're being strapped down hard. Mm-hmm. And the woman actually looks at you like, so, what? I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Oh, and your okay. And your vision, and actually, I'm going to say the camera changes. Yeah. To what looks like a fortress in the middle of a rocky plain. And standing there are what looks like two guards. Uh, man, uh, yeah, another man and a woman. The man looks, the man looks around. He's like, Jan, do you, do you, what was in this drink? I think I see something up ahead. I don't know. I, it's just the usual, uh, usual beverage. It's your favorite. <laughs> you put something in it because I'm saying something. Come this way. That's... There's nothing. It's in your imagination. You need to see Look! more. There's a person. Well, hmm? well, that yeah, that's 
the scene changes to what looks like. Actually, what does your character look like? Uh, he's he's uh, um, you know, uh, about five foot seven, five foot eight, mm-hmm. uh, kind of husky, um, <clears throat> and uh, his back, the backs of his arms, mm-hmm. his uh, his forearms, and uh, and shoulders are covered in in spikes. Uh, spikes that sort of lay down flat. Oh, mm-hmm. and the top of his head. Instead of hair, he basically has like spikes mm-hmm. that sort of like a porcupine. Yep, like a porcupine or more more close to a hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Really, okay. uh, these he can't fire these spines. They mm-hmm. just kind of like lay flat against him. Except they kind of fluff yep. up when he's uh, yep. when he's uh, <coughs> uh, upset or afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and he's got uh, his his eyes are just pure black. Uh, nice. There's no, no nice. white to them, just pure right. black eyes. Uh, other than that, he looks fairly <laughs> fairly human, but the spikes are noticeable. <laughs> the spikes are yep. noticeable. Normal, he can't, but spiked. Yep. But spiked. <laughs> Tentacles, but, you know, in a normal sense. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, he can't, like, and they're basically impossible yep. to hide. He yep. can't wear hats. Because right. anytime he, like, any sharp sounds, his spikes on the top of his head kind of tend to rise. Yep. And, and so hats would just get skewered yep. or, or launched. Okay. So you, uh, the time switches a bit, and you're uh, close to the gates. So you're actually, well, Looks like you're half walking, half dragging yourself. You're completely naked. Yep. And and as you're as the gates open, you see what looks like a numerous people. Some with like with melee weapons. A few with what looks like maybe you know that's some strange human error that can shoot people. Mm-hmm. And they come close to you, and one of them steps forward. Boy, what the hell are you? Uh, in pain. <laughs> and I collapse at their feet. <laughs> and the scene switches to them being strapped down hard. Okay. In the caravan, there's actually a space for the children. Giggling, laughing around. Uh, but there is I actually a... a <laughs> there is actually a, something very special. See, uh, Zemoth, uh, he's, a, he's a big fan of entertaining the children. You know, Stan? And he actually was able to purchase a certain, uh, a, a certain Numenera device called a Story Spear. What the story spear does is someone who's able to hold it and is basically very good at storytelling is able to project a sort of image of what's happening, of a story in his mind. It helps that, you know, if it's something from the past or something like that. And they're about to listen to one of the great stories from the storyteller, Val- uh, Valentine. Valentine. So tell us again about how you escaped from the ship. Well, children. Okay. You see... It was a clear, dark night on the water. Okay. Cut two. You are actually uh, about to get on the side boat. Mm-hmm. Is that it called the side boat? The dinghy. Dinghy, thank you. Out of the upstairs, and you hear a voice behind you. Sir. Sir, please. I'm... Jeanne, I'm sorry, but I have to go. It must be me. You are too good for this. Jeanette, I sun- have no life beyond this boat, but you, sir, you can be captain one day. Let me be the sacrifice. You have a captain, Jonet. He's taken ill after some bad fish, but once he recovers, <laughs> he will. He will be your captain again, and he will rise to the rank of one of the greatest captains ever to grace a hull of a ship. I promise you, this is the best way. If you truly believe that you have a life to give to a service, to a duty, then you will let me perform my duty, and you will push yourself and take everything that I've taught you 
and you will be the greatest shipmate. And perhaps one day, you will be giving this sort of speech to your subordinate as you take the reins of a captain of your own ship. And with tears streaming down his face and snot coming out of his nose in torrents, Thank you, sir. I let the twins guide you across death's ocean and beyond. And beyond. Good evening, Jack Tar. <laughs> Jack Tar, by the way, I found out is like slang for uh, for 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 pi- not pirates, uh, sailors. Oh, okay, because you would put wet tar on your hands and then run it through your long hair so it wouldn't catch in the in the uh, mm-hmm. winches and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly covered in tar, hot hot deck, mm-hmm. and then like yeah, and you don't bathe. Yeah, now how sexy is Johnny Depp? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, still so. working for me. A little little better now. (laughs) Okay. That works. Okay. All right. And it switches back to the stories of the children. Ah, you tricked him! Yeah, it shows me, like, (laughs) leaning backwards, holding a a cannonball, and then as I hit the water... I, I let go of the cannonball and actually I was, uh, I had a rope attached to the dinghy and so I just pull on the, pull on the rope mm-hmm. and let the cannonball sink and then I like slowly paddle like quietly away on the dinghy. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Going forward, children, I'll tell you tomorrow night how there are countless easier ways to get out of an obligation to a job. <laughs> but that is a story for another time. Okay. And the caravan continues for what seems like 10, 20 more minutes. And then it starts to slow down. And Zemeth doesn't really like to announce when it's time to camp. It's more like, now! And then just, it happens. He just starts peeing. Yeah, it's just... (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't even stop walking. (laughs) Oh, time to camp, guys. So you guys start creating a circle around yourselves, just in case. Because even though these... The country of Ancion is relatively safe compared to the other areas, but you never know what sort of monsters are out there. It's the world of Numenera. There might be anything. So you set up camp, you start capping, you start creating a circle of all your carts. Then make sure that my uh, the oh, cart that nice. I'm on is... I'm facing on the outside of the circle. Yeah, yeah. Facing on the outside of the circle. Because I know exactly what kind of monsters are out there. <laughs> a Me. couple of people are wondering what the hell is going on with that, but you know what? You do your thing. Yep. yep. Okay. It's a weird sex <laughs> thing, guys. Just ignore it. <laughs> Oh, 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 yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys, don't make this weird. <laughs> and you're all sitting around in uh Well, some of you are sitting around in a circle, changing tales, talking, just about random stuff. Zemeth, of course, trying to be a master storyteller, but he tends to be rather blunt. So I saw a guy, and I stabbed him. Masterful story. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> the story spirit in his hand just shows like a stick figure like, killing another stick figure. This is the worst rendition of Rapunzel I've ever heard. <laughs> and as the fire continues... Okay, Mural. You're off staring off to the distance. Memories. This All this companionship reminding you of your nomad life, of being with your friends and family, of part of your nomad tribe. Do you have a name for this nomad tribe yet? Nomad Doesn't tribe, name. insert name. name here. Billy hadn't taken my phone away. That's <laughs> no, so we'll, when you set it down, I kept on doing conk conk. So that's why I moved it there. Okay, so we'll, name, we'll find a name for it later. Just looking off in the distance and memories begin to flash. And you're actually in, with actually your side, uh, 
what looks like a cave system, part cave system, part ruins with most of your tribe, let's say 30 or so people. Uh, and in front of you is your best friend, Jolene. Jolene's like, I've never seen anything like this. And look at this platform. There's these crystals. It's amazing. Jeez, it's, that one's, is that one glowing? L- let me see. Oh, let me oh, see. Oh, 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 jeez, jeez. Next one's mine though, okay? Fine, fine. Fine, fine, okay. And you're all like leans down and she's like, you're yep. like face up against like what? Yep. But as soon as your skin touches it, maybe you lick it. I don't know. It's, it's, I do not like it. Okay, okay, fine. Your skin touches it. It starts to glow brighter and brighter. Morale, what's what's going on? It's 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 crystallizing. Yep, and you see you uh you see a massive light happening behind you, going against the walls. You turn around, and every all of all of your nomad friends and family are suddenly suddenly turning to like this bright white light. And you see your friend Jolene turning her arms towards you, trying to grab you, and then all of them disappear. And you're there, dumbfounded, for like a minute. But you're a scientist, damn it. Mm-hmm. You'll find a way. The problem is that noise attracted something. And often distance through a wall, the wall splits open. And in front of you is what you recognize is a disassembler. A disassembler. No disassembler. <laughs> a disassembler is a, is a, basically an enemy that is in around the area of the, or area of Scorpion's Reach that most of the time ignores your people. And you try to ignore it as well. And it stayed not close. Uh, basically, it's a, it's like a four foot long, thick, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Top, but like floating in the air and it's on its side. Like a Tasmanian devil? Hmm? Sort of. The thing is though, it has two, uh, two characteristics. First off, out of one end comes a massive laser that can only in fact, it, uh, affect inorganic items, but it can go through like walls and stuff really easily. Which is not a problem because you're organic. Should be fine. The other part are the massive metal saw blades and stuff that can kill you instantly. And it just went through the wall right where that teleportation, you assume some sort of teleportation tab is. Bursts through, looks around, and then just starts blasting everything. And running. Yes. And you start running, hearing the sounds of the only way of finding your people being destroyed behind you. Cut back to you, back to you looking off into the distance. Yep. Alright. And everyone goes to sleep. It's a nice, quiet night. Nothing strange seems to be going on, you know. You hear the odd sounds of various creatures. Some you recognize, some you don't. Every year seems to be something different, but that's the world of Numenera. There might be a half praying mantis dog parrot thing, for all you know. And then you hear the sound of watch, the, the bells of watch as they start ringing. Something's coming. Everyone up! Just, no, no, ha, Everyone up! Ah, armor, armor, putting on armor. <laughs> yeah, what, huh? Yeah, got it. All right, one sec. Okay, just made, make sure I'm still playing, recording. Recording? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that would really be a kick in the balls. <laughs> yep, definitely. And as everyone's getting up, all of you, Everywhere starts hearing the a uh, very familiar sound. <laughs> Broken hounds. Broken hounds are basically they're look they're basically like smallish dogs, but with massive razor sharp beaks. And they always come in packs and they seem to be surrounding the camp. All of them attacking. I'm are you still uh, is, yeah. I'm still tied to the outside. Oh you're still tied, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so that's gonna be fun. Yep. <laughs> 
And you see, you actually see uh, two or three broken hounds stepping in your direction. Okay, guys. I'm not turned on anymore. <laughs> I will say, though, it's close to your time. Yeah. Okay. All right. What do you guys do? I put on my armor and collect my shit. Okay. Uh, Mural always, uh, she, she has various accoutrements with her always, uh, since she literally only had what was left on her, her back when, uh, she set out on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has a, a, a walking stick that's also serves as a quarter staff. Mm-hmm. So she like, that's laying next to her as she is sleeping. So she sits up and she immediately grabs it and jumps to her feet. Okay. Uh, a couple of the kids are running, like the parents are running with the kids mm-hmm. to get them kind of in the center, close to the fire. So they have the most, mm-hmm. they have the most bodies between them. Uh, and one of the parents, they trip over a pile of rags that are just kind of sleeping <laughs> in the fire. And, uh, you know, the person rolls over like a bottle, like heavily bearded, mm-hmm. probably good looking, but he's like one of the, but he's, he's let himself go a little bit. Long, strangly hair. So he's Hollywood beard. ugly. I got you. Hollywood <laughs> ugly. Absolutely. Hollywood ugly as could be. They've, uh, they've, they've uglified him. <laughs> but deep down inside, you know, you could fall in love. Uh, and he's like, what? You could fix him. What's going on? No, I didn't hear anything. That's why I'm asking questions. <laughs> My character is like is like standing in the firelight, just like midway adjusting one of the bracers on his forearm and just looking at you. Talk to no one. No, I'm getting up. I'm getting up. I'm up. Up. It's breakfast time. Oh, okay. No, I know it's dark. there's some broken hounds, possibly. What broken hounds? I'm surrounded at the. Stop talking. What? What? You told me to stop talking. No, get your things. <laughs> I, I grab my things. Okay. I, I, like, you see me? Uh, I grab like some nunchucks. I put them on my. Uh, I put them on my back, mm-hmm. and uh, you see, like the pillow I was using is actually a, a bound up uh, roll of leather armor, mm-hmm. and I just kick it towards like uh, the, not the fire, just <laughs> kick it away, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. My character watches in bewilderment as you like take out what he assumes is going to be like a staff from the satchel or a sword, and you take off nunchucks, strap them, and he looks. He peculiar. It looks peculiar to him, and then he looks quizzically and shocked as you kick away your armor, and his eyes just follow the armor into the darkness. <laughs> well, uh, goodbye. Okay. Good luck to you, man. Okay. Are you, were you drinking, or are you just tired? Oh no, I was drinking. Oh, okay, it, so it shuts him up a little bit. Okay, yeah. So as and actually, Steve swigs some liquor as you stumble. I'm like, yeah. Okay, so Varric. Everyone's getting prepared, and you're stumbling through, not exactly sure, and you realize you're actually accidentally headed out of the carts, and standing before you are... It wasn't no accident. Okay. Yeah, sure. Are standing before you, as once you clear your eyes for a second, are two broken hounds, and they leap. And the scene switches to a strange temple. Uh, the temple, you realize, have some strange iconography in it. You and your brother are actually inside. It's the fir- I don't, you're pretty sure no one has been here for what? Seems like centuries. Varric, check <laughs> this shit out. This is crazy. Okay, Varric, one thing. Stop talking. When you talk this loud, it echoes, and the last thing we want is a, a, a beast of some sort. Oh, come on! There's not been anything alive down here since, I don't know, the, the, the fourth age. Look at this. Uh, look at this typography. You don't even know what that word means, Varric. Oh, like, you know, Varric? Okay. I actually have a word of the day calendar and you don't clever clever uh vekis uh moves uh shining his globe around uh uh and uh uh he's he's like starts moving forward as he spots like something in a distance mm-hmm. like glowing it, it's a uh, a glowing reddish orb but it actually being held up by what looks like a statue of two different people uh but they look like you, it's, you guess they're like like look exactly the same 
But just each one holding with one hand. Uh, Vekas, he's uh, about to reach uh, this step forward, and uh, Varric reaches out, grabs his shoulder, and pulls him back as there's like just a cliff. Mm-hmm. Vekas, pay attention. I'm paying attention. Settle. I'm good. Good. I saw what I know what I'm doing. Chill. And with that, uh, Vekas backs up and takes off running, jumps just a ridiculous amount. Hits the other end and reaches out uh, and gra- takes hold of the uh, artifact just as Varric says, No! And nothing happens. And Vekas pulls it out and is like, See, I told you. <laughs> nothing to worry about, man. And Vekas jumps back. Varric shakes his head, opens up his bag. like, Just give me the artifact. I can hold it. No, just give it. You're going to break it. And yeah. Vekas and Valen, uh, I'm sorry, Vekas and uh, Varric grab it at the same okay. time. As soon as both of you grab it, it like, feels like time stops and you're both frozen solid, but you're both still aware. And then... The room turns instantly white, and then you see what looks like two dots that come closer. One coming uh, from Varric's side, one coming from Valen's side. Vekas. Vekas, sorry. Vekas' side. Walking towards, and as the shapes come closer and closer, they're still black, but they become more humanoid. And as as they come to within touching distance, you realize they're humanoid, but they're very tall, maybe nine, ten feet tall, and with arms and legs that are way too out of proportion. One grabs you, the other grabs your brother, and they both touch each other. And then there's a flash of light. And Varric, you're there by yourself. Vekas! Vekas! Oh, okay, I hear you, man. Where are you? Where are you? Are, are you under the... No, I don't know why you can't move. What do you mean you can't... Are you in my head? Vekas? Oh, God. Oh, this is hell. <laughs> Cut scene two. And you see two broken hounds instantly leap towards you. I, I, uh, I'm spinning around uh-huh. and I'm like slamming my... Uh, I'm attacking. Okay. I'm slamming my nunchucks, okay. uh, which are light. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do I get advantage for doing a light attack against them or something like yeah, that? Yeah, you... Uh, it's a dead advantage. It sounds like an advantage, yes. So it's an asset. So basically, it's it requires a six to hit them. Cool. So instead, it's going to be a three. Cool. Yep. Oh, you hit it. Yep. How much damage is two, right? Yep. So you, you strike one of them down. Cool. Okay. And that's happening for right now. Okay. Sorry, that's... Cohen, sorry. Yep. Cohen. So there are now three broken hounds in front of you. All of them coming slightly closer. They're not... As far as you know, broken hounds aren't smart, but they are cunning. This seems way too easy for them. It's like... Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's a trap. It, it really is to just go away, please. Just please go away. And then as soon as they start running towards you, what does your transformation look like? Uh, really, really, really painful. <laughs> uh, basically, yeah, just as soon as uh, it happens, just like... <laughs> and there's just like scream that can be heard throughout most of the camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the tearing of, of whatever material I was being strapped against as the spikes around my body just all rise up and start growing. Body sort of hunching over. Mouth elong- elongating. Jaws inside. Uh, just uh, super sharp teeth. Uh, eyes sort of sinking in to, uh, behind the long snout. And, uh, and, yeah, those ties they made it just didn't stand a chance. Uh, it's just tearing yep. right free from the... And the scream of pain basically turns into just a howl and a roar of just mm-hmm. anger. Okay. As just... And as soon as you do that, two of the three broken hounds instantly run away. 
but one is frozen in terror. I call that one dinner. <laughs> and there's a scene of five minutes of him just chewing down that broken out. A lot of painful sounds. Yeah. So all of you, and give me a second. Hold on. All of you, the rest of you working together with the rest of the camp are able to eventually take down the broken house. They're only beasts. But that was only 30 minutes in. And you hear a growl. You turn around and you see what looks like some sort of gigantic hedgehog-looking monster staring at all of you. Everyone else is running. What do you guys do? Have I ever seen a hedgehog-looking monster before? Nope. Fascinating. <laughs> I poke it with a stick. <laughs> I have a stick! <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. You're the resident scientist. <laughs> yep. I say, like, as soon as we see, like, the 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 hedgehog-looking mm-hmm. growling thing that has blood drenching down yep. its face. Half a broken hound yeah. growling as well. Uh, I see that they're trying to throw the kids, like, into a carriage and trying to, you know, get them out of this. <laughs> yeah. But mm-hmm. it's a... I mean, they didn't. They weren't expecting exactly a hedgehog to break through the ranks. <laughs> so uh, my character Nobody expects the hedgehog. Yeah, no one expects the hedgehog. So my character is uh, 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 he spins towards, uh, tries to put himself between you, uh, da- Daniel, and uh, the children, and he's holding up his fist. And there's two like villagers that are near, like right, like right to left of him. But as soon as Daniel like lets out another roar, they just drop their shit and run. <laughs> and my character says, "Really, guys? No." You leaving me alone? I know, no, I, yes, I know you're here. Thank you. Not the time. Okay. So there's my character just kind of staring you down. No, he, he, it's cold out, so that's why he's trembling. <laughs> All right. Uh, my character rushes to Billy's character's side. Uh, Valentine, uh, runs and skids to a halt, knocking shoulders in, uh, with, uh, Varric. Varric? Varric. Varric. Sorry. Varric. Um, and uh, he's holding a uh, he's holding a, a medium sized shield. It looks like the shield from Legend of Zelda, except for instead of two points, it has a small uh, seen eye hole that he can look through to like protect his entire face. And so the camera shot is like his eye through the seen eye hole right next to the the monk who's like who's holding up his fists. And then my character just looks over. He's like, "So let me get this straight. You disarmed yourself, disarmed yourself." And now would like to fight the hedgehog monster? Uh, well, uh, the monk called. The, the monk code is, you know, possessions are really nothing. It's all just material. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying I'm the smartest one here. <laughs> and and then, uh, <laughs> Valentine, you like look through your, your, the, the camera pans through your, your eye, uh, eyepiece. Nice. And you see, uh, Miral, who's a, a younger, a younger woman, you know, uh, probably like upper teens. Uh, she's petite. Um, but kind of muscled from a, a lifetime of, of walking. Uh, she has very ruddy skin from living outside and being, constantly being sunburned. Uh, and she's, uh, she's holding out her stick like you would to a puppy and she's like, Hey fella, you protected us, didn't you? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Both of our characters look, <laughs> my shield lowers and so exposes both of our faces. <laughs> We're just <laughs> Just real quick, what does Varric look like? Uh, Varric is, uh, very tan, uh, probably, uh, you know, looks like he probably was raised in a desert, uh, mm-hmm. or just not a place with a lot of, uh, roof. So he's been exposed to sand a lot. Like I said, Hollywood, uh, he has, uh, stringy hair, uh, stringy black hair, a bushy black, 
beard, though it's in patches. Like mm-hmm. he, in some places, the beard's coming through very nice, and others, it's where puberty forgot. No. <laughs> uh, and his nose is—it uh, looks like it's been set several times from being broken. Just y- young, middle age. Oh, uh, he was—he's probably about twenty-one, twenty-two. Okay. So you know, fairly old. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, the the image next to you—you you never really got a good look at uh, at Mr. Tagos until now. But uh, the best uh, visual approximation would be Mr. Fantastic. He's got like grain sideburns, and he's well into his forties, and he's kind of got pockmarked face and uh, like like very very uh, piercing eyes. But is dressed in this kind of um, this patchwork gladiatorial leather uh, garment accoutrement with uh, with his with his shield uh, slowly lowers it down. What is she doing? I agree. She must be crazy. <laughs> I just lower my head. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my character is like, um, don't do that. Don't, 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 don't. Shh, there's no need to raise our voices. Is there boy? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like snapping at the stick. Like anything that comes within short range, he's attacking. Uh-huh. So he can't help it. All right. Can you use an intelligence roll to? I don't know. Wasn't there something about using? No, yeah, no, I can use an intelligence <laughs> yeah. roll to break. Oh, out Oh, I thought somebody yeah. else could use. So, the do you want to try to break out of it, or are you just? Um, you just want to kill the Angela's character. Okay. Well, no, anything. Like, if any of these guys get within short range, yeah. I'm rolling to to keep from attacking them. Okay. Otherwise, it works better for him if he just lets it run. Give me run, a, its, run its course. Give so me a level like, three. He's just trying to scare roll, them. Just straight away. up intelligence roll. So I not I don't add anything to this. No, just... just roll a three or higher. Five. Good. <laughs> you re- I uh, wanted to botch you, that. It's been hilarious. Okay, using science, science, you've realized that he has a range. As long as you stay out, he just he's content to just sit there, munching on his half of broken hound and growling and at growling you. at you. Clearly, sort of aggressive, like uh, threat yep. display, like yep. spikes. Guys his in his spikes direction. get big, make him big. Yeah, basically, <laughs> he's, he's clearly yeah. putting on like a threat display. Yep. Like, and so, uh, Miral kind of like holds her hands up, and she's like, "You aren't that, buddy. You enjoy your treat. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good snack, isn't it? Isn't that good? That's so delicious. Oh no, no." <laughs> a pet as far as she's concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere deep inside the monster, a human is just face okay. bombing. Yeah. Right. Well, my... maybe you should have shared your diagnosis with the rest of us. <laughs> my character is turning back and waving on towards some of the people who are mm-hmm. still kind of frozen in terror, yeah. and he's like, go! Yeah. And they're picking and, up their kids. Yeah, and, and, people, and everyone's leading. Zemeth is, of course, always at the front because he's brave like that. <laughs> and runs with the rest of the camp. With the I, rest I, of you sticking around. I go back and like I, I they, you know, I was like, okay, guys, it's time to go. And I turn around, and the last carriage is like just <laughs> in the distance, and I'm like, seriously, <laughs> yeah. As soon as you speak loud, the creature certainly growls a bit louder. <laughs> it's okay. Both of you, I when I shush you, I turn around to shush you. I go shh. Shit! <laughs> yeah, because as I see, like as I see the caravan disappear over there. Yeah, I, I'm going to say the both of you, not morale. Look, see, feels like it, the creatures pay attention to both of you. If you guys move, he might attack. Obviously, so yeah. we're very frozen at this yep. point. And 30 minutes later, <laughs> that's like. <laughs> It's a time. It's like it's like a time shot. The sun, moon goes down, the sun comes up, and we're still frozen. <laughs> 
Or it's like Morel is taking a nap. <laughs> oh, Chachi, you see you like you like you do a stretch at some point, and he growls at you, and you just wave him off like, "Oh, you're being silly." And just, like lay down your pillow, roll over, and we're like, "Someone's grumpy tonight." Yeah. <laughs> and I, I reach out like maybe we should do this. And my character just throws up his arms again, like it's cool. Yeah. So so yeah, thirty minutes later, the the creature finally sort of like starts. Used to be getting sleepy. There. Closes its eyes, sort of like slumps over, like, and then starts to shrink and just become a person again, except with spikes on its back and no you- clothes because they were shredded. Okay. So yeah, he's like, ah, uh, ew, oh that, oh that's horrible. That tastes like concentrated ass. Uh, anybody got any pants? Please, somebody tell me they have my pants. I don't know how to respond to that question in the situation. Hi. I didn't... Yeah, this doesn't taste like human, right? I didn't kill anybody. Nope. Nope, that's good. good. Human just don't want to kill. Good. Speaking of human and, 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 and things that could be other... What? <laughs> it's... You know how some people... I guarantee whatever you say is no. <laughs> no, some people have, you know, conditions. They, they, you know, arthritis and <laughs> weevil balls. I am not bringing up our cousin Mel. <laughs> oh, I, this, I, I take it back. <clears throat> I am very aware of people with conditions. Yeah, well, I can't. This is mine. That's a really awful condition. <laughs> You're telling me. Oh, uh, yeah, hold on, hold on. Um, I roll over. I go over to my uh, that leather, le- the leather uh, armor I have, and I, I pick it up that I was using for a pillow, and I, I roll it over towards you. Oh. Uh, just uh, cut the binding, and uh, you could uh, use that. I, it might fit you. Great, thanks. Yeah, I'm pulling on pants. You sure you didn't hurt any of you guys? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm I'm quite sure. I'm quite, I'm re- quite sure. <laughs> I'm reaching out, and I'm nudging you yes. as you're, like, self-sleeping. And Morale, like, wakes up, like, ah... Oh, where'd he go? Um, yeah, there's a guy with much smaller spikes, but still same general spikiness. And she just keeps looking. <laughs> she's just totally not like she. I, she she acknowledges yes, there's a person here, but she's not putting it together. <laughs> yeah. you, there's you some guy some... cosplaying uh, Sonic, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't see my my path. Oh, Man, he, he he's he's it it the thing. He has a he he, he has arthritis. Okay. Of course. <laughs> I understand she's using that tone. Okay, yeah. I- it's okay. I I understand sometimes that we see things that aren't there. I'm not crazy. Okay, I know I sound crazy. I'm not. Cr- it's okay. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hi. Yeah. Um. Uh. Maybe monsters. Maybe crazies. Uh. Uh, sleepy people <laughs> and me we're stranded here the caravan is gone did you lose uh use of your feet no but then I, we're not stranded i paid for wheels good shins to not use my feet that was not meant to be a joke but well, i wouldn't open with it listen <laughs> listen we are in the middle of the woods and we can use our feet, but we paid money. You paid money? 
Didn't all of you pay money? No, this is just you. you I mean, I thought you were volunteering for guard duty as well, or you were you were with the kids. I saw. I thought that you, this thing's about all the doing a job. No, what? No, uh, the one uh, Tamalgan was having a birthday party, just like uh, Cicero the night before and Chani the night before. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. You, I think the bigger question here is. How I say as I look, <laughs> I look to I, I look back towards the hedgehog man. Yeah. The core book, please. And how are you? You were this, and now you're you're this. Yeah, that's um, that's kind of how it works. It, look, I I I don't know that much either. It just morale has gone because morale is just going to avoid this conversation yeah. as long as possible. Yeah. She's going. She's picking up her pack, which you know it's like a little dust covered because dirt and shit got kicked up during the the fight. But just pat, you know, wiping off her pack and. Just getting ready to start walking. Well, hey, hold up. You can't just walk alone in Numenera. Why not? It's what I did before I found the caravan. Because there was, there's hedgehog monsters out there. They're very nice. Are you kidding but me? The, but the, the dog things are less so. Pack animals. Okay. So, I, well, I'm, you guys can walk with me. I'm just saying, if we don't want to be here... We could be elsewhere. Well, I, what I'm saying is that we're three gentlemen walking with a young lady. Madam, would it be all right if we walked with you? Sure. Great. My conscience is absolved. I, I'll I walk heard, away I heard from you me. say the word three gentlemen. I point towards this guy I'm again. a gentleman. You were a monster. Before. Like, I'm a gentleman now. <laughs> I, I'm I, a time monster. I, I pick up my satchel because Angela's declared she's already walking up. <laughs> yeah, you, so I pick fun. up mine and I'm just saying, and last thing you I'm hear. I'm just walking at a, like a steady, sedate yeah. pace. She's not outrunning you guys yeah. by any means. So is this like a cheese thing or is it like if you eat something, you turn into this? Nah, or? It's, it's five nights a, five nights every month. And, and when's the next one? Is it tonight? Uh, yeah, am I like just starting the cycle? Uh, I'm going to say like six or seven days from now. All right, so this was like the last night of the cycle. Yes. Okay. Well, no, no, because it's five nights a month. Oh, month. So, oh. Yeah. So it's like it's it's kind of like a period, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. Except you. I'm not making the joke. All right. Let's Be very, very quiet. Right? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, like yeah keep and talking, then, Daniel. And then I just yeah, I so just it's, feel so the laser so rays from this we, direction. If we assume so. thirty days, it'd be every six days. Uh, no, no, wait, no, no. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> no, no, no. This metaphor. Come on. <laughs> uh, the episode where Jesus shows he doesn't know. How Just tell me how no, many no, no. days a week I need to go to CBS it, for dinner. Okay, here's the thing: is it a prolonged <laughs> thing where it's a week straight of it, or is it yeah, no, every it's, couple it's five, days? No, it's five straight days. Oh, every straight month. days. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's month. like the gathering of the juggalos for so, like. Okay, then this is the last day. Let's just make this the last. How long has well? How long has he been traveling with us? Well, that's, that's the thing, because otherwise this would have happened. So then this would be first the first night. night. <laughs> okay, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm trying there to figure out. There we go. Out. Okay. Oh, boy. Can I scoot out? Because uh, combat with a giant, or almost combat with a giant hedgehog creature always makes me need to pee. Uh, I know. So stereotypical of Irish people, right? All right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll take a pee as well. Okay. Not first. I will temporarily pee <laughs> at the same time. time. Is this a race? In that case, I'm going to grab the pee. And we're back. <clears throat> and you guys, I assume, begin to travel. I'm walking. Yep. yep. Whatever you guys do. You do it, but I'm walking. Hipster bike. Bling, bling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess my yeah my character is walking. Uh, he goes back to his like it's like a flea infested like burlap blanket, and he rolls it over, and now it's and now it's a nice little cloak. 
Mm-hmm. And he's just following. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so a little, so he's Hollywood good looking. Remember, don't worry. <laughs> just wait for the transfix. I'm going to take off my beard and then shake my hair out. And it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming we didn't just lose all our stuff. No, no, you have your stuff. It's yeah, fine. So, yeah. So yeah, so there was like a package. Oh, your torn me. pants are just gone. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, yeah, but I had like a package yeah. with like spare clothes and stuff. So <clears throat> yep. And my blowgun and my chronometer mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, uh, so uh, names. Uh, Averick, by the way, and Vakas. Varric. I'm Cohen. Cohen. That's a very interesting monster name. I'm not a monster all the time. Okay. Varric. I don't really have a name when I'm a monster. Monster will have to do. Or, ah! I hear that one a lot. It's it's catchy. Yeah. Uh, uh, my name is uh, Valentine Tagos. You can call me Mr. Tagos. Uh, I'm Miral of the Lukoheda Nomads. I've I've never heard of it. I'm from uh, what's my village called? Glavis. Glavis. I'm from Glavis. I don't think I've ever uh, seen you around there. So uh, it's interesting. I mean, how did you know the monster was going to attack you? You seemed pretty calm about that whole thing. Well, I'm a scientist. I was observing the situation. <clears throat> he wasn't making threatening gestures towards us. He'd clearly just attacked the monsters that had been attacking us. And as the ancient saying goes, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Ergo, the monster, the hedgehog, was not actually a problem. He was growling. I mean, his, his like, needle thing was on, like, spiked? He was worried that I was going to take his food. Do you like it when people try to take your food? I know she has a point. Shut up. <laughs> I'm Good point. going to take that as a yes. So... We were fine. All right. Well, uh, where are you guys heading? I mean, I, I, I was heading over towards uh, Casperin. Yes. Uh, Casperin. I mean, are, uh, were you guys stopping uh, before that, or is that pretty much where you're heading? I'm going to the other side of the world. That seems very specific. Yes. Uh, well, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to Casperin, too. I mean, not... And all stops, and all points beyond, but Casperin, next stop, Casperin, yeah, that's. Casperin is the first major city on the route that I have mapped to the other side of the world. Uh, okay. I was just following the caravan. There was something weird in that direction. Yeah, weird in that direction, not like right where you are standing. Weirder. Okay, um. Well, I guess we, we can travel together. I mean, uh, it's better to travel in a pack, and maybe we'll, we'll meet up with uh, uh, the group, and they can apologize. And give us our money back. Your money sure. back. Sure. Okay. Sure. Just um, around this time uh, tomorrow, uh, y'all might want to head a head a head ahead a little bit. Yeah, I'm. I'm totally. I, I'm totally. Um, yes. Yes. Good. Good. Glad I don't have to work too hard to convince you. Okay, uh, yeah, so we're walking. Okay. And you continue walking. It's a long path. You don't have a caravan, which you would think caravan would be slow, but apparently this one's fairly fast because it's way ahead of you. And running from a horrible Oh, yeah, that helps. That helps. (laughs) Well, it had like an anti-grav thing. Yep, yep. It's making the children pull the heavy stuff. (laughs) Gen-gens everywhere. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, we are just following the tracks, I guess. Yes, yeah. And you slowly begin following the tracks, and it eventually leads into what looks like uh, some sort of ravine. You go, you could go through the ravines, mountains on either side, <clears> like a, the rock walls on either side as you're traveling through. And sitting there, actually, in the middle of the path, strangely enough, is a rather large Jinjin, just sitting there. Its bird body, its pug-like head, 
God, these things are so cute now that I think about it. <laughs> okay. Just staring at you with his wide, stupid eyes. All of you know what Jinjins are. They're around the area, they're fairly common. They're less, less rare. They're actually a lot more rare in other parts of the world, but they're essentially, here's the thing. They try to be herd animals, but they, they're so stupid, they keep falling off cliffs. They try to be pets, but they're so stupid, they just keep knocking over things and pooping everywhere. But no one knows how they survive out in the wild, but they apparently do. They're delicious. But so stupid, it's just so annoying. So are they like ostriches? Yeah, you haven't with, explained yeah. what they look like. So ostriches with oh, yeah. a pug face. Yeah, they're, they're essentially... Human baby. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're ostriches with a pug face, essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pugstrich, yes. if you will. Pugstrich, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And, and one is just sitting there. Oh. A, a wild ginger. Are those... Re- is that real? Is that a thing? Wild Of course ginger. it's a thing. Hmy? Hey, ask Mr. Si- Mrs. Uh, scientist here. Are... are are Jinjin found in the wild? Can they survive in the wild? That one is. So not far. very well. It's not feral, is it? Well, by definition, anything that is out in the wild is considered feral. It's not going to go hedgehog on me, is it? I don't think so. I've never seen, I've never seen one do that. Okay, well... But then, anything is possible. Well, there's only one way to find out, and I pick up a stone and I throw it at it. Don't throw it. That was needlessly violent. <laughs> Just bounces off yep. its head. And Jinjin stops... And looks everywhere but where that stone was came came from. Yeah, it's a ginger. <laughs> There's not. And then immediately calms down. Guys, I know how to handle There's ginger. zero hedgehog, hedgehog in if that ginger. Yeah, if there's anything like the, the ginger at home, uh, I know how to handle it in the stables. I uh, take all like my I take off my uh, naked. my clothes, my uh-huh. cloak, and I walk towards it, and I'm trying to throw the sheet over its face. Okay. And you do so. It's a ginger. And then it immediately <laughs> yeah, falls asleep. Yeah, and it immediately falls asleep. But as soon as you do that, you hear something up above. You look up, and you see, um, see a massive rock aiming towards you. I jump out of the way. <laughs> Give me a second. As you're about to jump out of the way, it's you realize it's going too fast, and you're about to get hit. You think maybe you can just push out of the way, and in a brief second, you're just not strong enough, too slow. And the rest of you, in that split second, see him go from one to two and just seem to kind of edge the rock out of him crush the ginger but it's a ginger it's fine out of the way and now for a brief second there's two people so in his effort to jump out of the way in one direction he effectively jumps out of the way in two directions exactly there's now two of them two of him and then he's back to one who's in control still yeah fair okay okay what what Oh shit, that thing was scary. Where did the stone come from? I look Where around. did that other guy come from? What and guy? I'm not the only one that saw that, right? No, and Hedgehog gets uh uh gets a pass. <laughs> um You just now, just now, became two <clears throat> of you just now. Uh what? No, I'm Science. It could have been a refraction of the light. Let, let me examine the rock. I want to examine the rock to see if there's any reflective properties in it. Give me a three roll. <laughs> <laughs> a one. Okay. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Billy, fix your mic, please. One. <laughs> fix what mic? Okay. I got, uh, got bumped. Mm-hmm. You think <laughs> that this rock has some sort of... <laughs> That means you get a free GM intrusion. Okay. You are... <laughs> On the least consequential <laughs> role ever. <laughs> this means that, uh, that Billy's going to have to work twice as hard to get this narrative arc. 
You know what? At the right angle, you definitely could definitely see how there could be two mm-hmm. people. It's the only obvious uh, explanation. Guys, the light reflected off of this rock. See here, it's it has these these shiny spots. I'm I know there's a more technical term for it, but I'm trying to put it in language that you'll understand. <laughs> Appreciate that. And so, when the light reflected <sighs> off of that, that's we were seeing. We were seeing it was like a mirror. Uh huh. Okay, guys. I seriously, what makes more sense? Here? Guys, lower your voice. Now, the reason that rock probably fell is. I don't see anybody up there pushing them, do I? Hmm? Nope. It might just be, this is a very, not a very stable divide. Actually, no, give me perception tests, all of you. Uh, I have like a minus true, I have a, an it's gonna be difficulty, perception. uh, nine. Perception. And if we are trained in it, it'd be it six for you. Yeah, right? I made it. Yep. Nope, I don't make it. Made it. Nice. Wow. Got it. You see a well something sh- that looks like in a cloak staring up at you from the cliff face, and then just disappears. Okay, now we have somebody trying to kill us. Ah, great. So Could it have was- just been hunting for a smush to Jenjen. Well, let's just leave him the offering and let's keep on going. Mm-hmm. Seems like a strange trap in the middle of nowhere. <clears throat> it's Numenera. What can I tell you? Let's get going. I'm actually going to pick up my pace. Mm-hmm. I actually try to get my cloak, but it's stuck under like a rock and covered in gin gin juice. <laughs> I just say, I'm just, I leave it. And, uh, yeah, I'm taking off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to collect a leg of gin gin. Okay. <laughs> just snap it off. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to try to wrap it up in some, yep. in some cloth that I've got and, uh, carry it with me. Yep. Yep. And you have some extra food, an extra ration. Mm-hmm. All right. And you continue on. Uh, I'm going to say it's been long enough that, yeah, it's fine. Uh, you keep traveling, walking along. You actually have an opportunity to use your ration. Okay. Everyone uses a, a ration of food. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have to cut anything else because you just already have your leg. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Marking things off. Okay. Great. And Eventually, so all uh, our packs have two days of rations. Three. Three days of rations. Well, yeah. some. Okay. My, my exploration has three. Yeah. I think we all start with an explorer pack. Uh, Morel, give me a geography. What's my difficulty? Uh, you're ready to where you're going. Difficulty three. Don't roll a one. Eighteen. Yay! That's a minor effect. Mm-hmm. Only in combat. No, no every no. roll. Seventeen can have and minor eight. Or major. I thought seventeen and eighteen were only in combat. Nineteen and twenty were at any time. Yeah, I think that's okay. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do this one. But for now, just for, especially for this roll, not really much effect. Uh, you know that you had a second. That Brock wasn't reflective. <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> You have you need five days of rations. You only have three. Mm. Take from that what you will. <laughs> we we gonna die. <laughs> As you're nearing the inner arena, no, to- you're gonna die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need five days of rations. I don't need traveling companions. You're going to the inner arena, and you notice that same cloaked figure ahead of you, and all of you notice some sort of static in your head. All of you, give me might defense rolls of nine. Nat 20. Nice. Nat 20. Whoa. High five, buddy. Just 15. Just drop Nat 15. <laughs> okay. Four. You're fine. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Also, yeah, it's like I, I have an inability to see or hear danger near me, so. Oh, oh, oh that, that makes sense. Have, yeah, yeah. That Jinjin's looking at yeah. us. <laughs> and already wearing the clothes. Morale. Someone's been here. You're getting a strange static. You get. You basically have an uh, inability for all your actions. Ah. For, uh, for, for a specific reason. Because standing before you, actually, give me a 
Oh, and you two. Give me a Numenera roll. Yes. Difficulty nine. Which two? So difficulty mm-hmm. three. Oh, sorry. Morale and Cohen. I make it. Three. Five, which and. is all I need. Okay. Okay. Because only, only you would know this. Yeah. Somehow, some strange, weird way. Only who would know this? Oh, sorry. Cohen. I keep forgetting yeah. names. Because you people are in front of me. Stop <laughs> being in front of me. <laughs> Cohen, standing before you is a, is a creature, shortish, abhuman creature you think is called a Morden. It is essentially a humanoid crow. Hmm. What you know about it, hmm? what you know about it is, it is a deceitful, disgusting creature mm-hmm. that loves to trick people. It can kind of talk, but most of the time it lies. Most of the time, the time it's telling the truth, though, especially when it's in its interest, can be very beneficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just kind of like you see me like lower my lower my like ah great. Mm-hmm. That's a Morden. Uh, what's a Morden? <sighs> Lying, cheating, stealing, trickster, crow thing. Basically, don't trust anything it says. I will say for those who got nat 20s to both of you, while it's talking, you get a bonus to detect lies. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay? I like it. Yep. All right. And it's standing there in front of you. It's like, travelers, welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Protect you, I did from nasty creature. Is the, the Gen bo- Gen <laughs> bestial and deceitful creatures trap you, kill you, disguised as Gen Gen? Yes, you're welcome. Truly, the birds in this area are <clears throat> just deadly. <laughs> what are you really here for? Can't someone protect fellow travelers? Yes. Perhaps as favor, return favor? You, you, you know what, uh, Mr. Uh, Mrs. M- it Crow person. Uh, th- th- that's a great idea. That's a great idea. And we're really, really glad that uh, you went out of your way. So let's return the favor. I know that you're lying. And there's four of us. And you tried to kill a kid. Well, I'm technically not a kid. I'm an adult. Shut up, kid. <laughs> Listen. Why did you try to kill us? It looks as you tilt its head. Two things. You good spot like that tell you grab your stuff you looked weak not weak good we can talk that makes sense secondly not alone all of you look up and you see what looks maybe 10 20 crow heads looking above you and behind him of suddenly appearing maybe five or six other crows this is why i paid for the caravan <laughs> yeah i'm not young enough i'm i'm old enough to know not to give him a line like that <laughs> have issue you look strong Maybe take care of? Yes. Give you item? Might be nice. Yes. Useless to us? Maybe useful to you? Yes. You mean like a trade? Love trades. Fair trade. He's on. You could roll it to find out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Difficulty... Is going to actually because they're good liars. Difficulty is going to be twelve. Nine for you. 
Okay. Uh, I have a advantage in uh, finding out in discerning deceits and lies. That'd be make it a six. Nice. And I also have perception. Would that be the same Not, thing, or is there you. a skill? It'd be a, you'd be detect lies would be the actual skill. Perception okay. is looking around. <clears throat> cool. So that brings it down six. to a six. six. Seventeen. Yep. Partial truth. He does need help with something. Fair trade, though. No, obviously. <laughs> That's the sticking point right there. So basically, his ruse is his ruse is let's make this about items, but in reality, it's let's make this about actions. No, yes. he's, he's already said like he wants us to do something for him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> or, or just 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 an idea. Just an idea. Uh, I approach him like you know with hands open. And lean in. You see, wick, as soon as, as you start stepping closer, the mm-hmm. birds behind us start putting out these wicked-looking blades. Mm-hmm. I hold up my hands. <laughs> or, or, or you can just cut to the goddamn chase before I embarrass you with how much I know you're lying. Just, I've done merchant stuff. I've made deals. I wrote the book on deals. <laughs> I'm just saying, cut to the chase, and and you will be totally bamboozled. But stop. Stop. You're scaring the kids. Valentino, what are you saying? It's getting a little peckish up here. <laughs> Mr. Tagos, it's Mr. Tagos. Mr. Tagos. Thank you. And uh, uh, this uh, nice person was just telling me that he's about to... Offer us a great way out of the forest. Give me a persuasion roll, difficulty nine. Okay. Twelve. Very nice. He looks at you. Almost bird. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Okay. This I do. Help with problem. I can tell Casper and you go. Yes. I don't know what he's saying. He's saying that if we help him with something, he'll point us in the direction of Casperin. Quick roots. Faster roots. With a lot less death. Uh, okay. What's What does he want us to do? All right. Shoot. Figuratively. <laughs> Some of them. Get, oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, hear, I hear arrows getting notched. <laughs> Thing appeared in village. Kill it. We go and lead you way. Yes. Spiky thing. Muzzle. Uh, This wasn't me. I've never been here. (laughs) Okay. I mean, granted, yes, I usually am the thing that appears in the village. But this this will be a new new opportunity for us all then. Yep. Mm. Came through hole in ground. I hate the ground. (laughs) Why would you hate the ground? I mean, it's like hating the air. When we go there, you'll find out. Hate the air, too. I hate the <laughs> Okay. Where's this village? Lead way. Yes. Okay, kids. Listen. You don't have to come with me. But these guys are going to... These people are looking for a reason to either solve their problem or it looks like to take out some aggression. So you can hang around here or you can come with me to do something really stupid and dangerous. I want to find out what the thing is. Or something inquisitive and dangerous. I just don't want to die. You are in the wrong business. 
<laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Smells weird. Okay, this is a really awful decision, but let's... Okay, let's go with this. All right, lead the way. Good. Follow, please. Not good. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this first ever episode of the Fanable Longshot in the world of Numenera. If you liked it, stay tuned every Tuesday for a new episode in this long-running game. If you want a bit more to whet your appetite, we actually have a couple of episodes available on the website that we ran about a year ago while we were testing out the system. The characters are different, but has the same fanable zaniness you've come to expect. I would like to thank Daniel Allardyce for the intro music used in this game. The link to his EP, Kraken in the Bathtub, can be found in the show notes. I would also like to thank Modrigan of the Cult and Tian Dice podcast for the character name Zemeth used in this game. If you like the opportunity to suggest names for our games or simply want to support us, consider giving to our Patreon. With the money, we pay for things like food, web hosting, and unnecessary caravan fees. If you can't give us money or you're not inclined, consider talking about us on forums, giving us reviews on places like iTunes, or whatever you want to use to get the fanable word out there. We would love to have more wonderful fans like you. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.